0: This podcast is sponsored to you by Bare Aesthetics. Candace at Bare Aesthetics is Boise's favorite esthetician, offering rejuvenating facials, corrective treatments for acne and aging, microneedling, collagen induction therapy, and all natural, earth friendly, sugaring hair removal. Focusing on holistic beauty in the treatment room, her products and treatments are natural with a little bit of science. I honestly love hanging out in her sweet little treatment room. We talk about skincare, yoga, beauty, and I get so many compliments on my skin these days. So after hot yoga with no makeup on, my skin is clear and so glowy. Thank you, Candace. You can reach Candace at Bear Aesthetics online at bear-aesthetics.com. That's B A R E E S T H E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E S E-T-I-C-S dot com or give her a call at 925-980-9848 This information is also listed in the show notes and be sure to mention my podcast Overheard at Yoga at checkout to get $10 off your first service It's your girl Christina This is Overheard at Yoga So let's crank up the heat and Get down dog Okay, well, welcome to the podcast. I honestly have so many questions for you. <laughs> I'm really thrilled to have you. I've thought of inviting you and asking you on so many times, and so I was thrilled when you said yes. Yep. Uh, so my guest today is Jessica Mitry. I call you Jess. You
1: go by Jess. Jess is great.
0: Yes. Jess is great. Preferred. Cool. So before I like get into all my stuff, just would you mind introducing yourself to everyone?
1: Sure. Okay. So yeah. So I'm Jessica Mitry, and Um, I'm a mental health therapist. I've been in private practice since 2010 and my practice started to move more into yoga therapy about 2015. um, I went to get my certification from Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy School and I just started weaving that into mental health and then I also got trained in breath work and so I do two-part tantric breath as well and energy healing and I, I started to kind of feel into what felt more authentic to me about, yeah, about seven years ago. And so I've kind of, I feel like I'm a bridge. You know, I like to bridge the mental health, the clinical work. Mm -hmm. And I like to bring more of the holistic embodied um, concepts into that world because it can be kind of a dense world otherwise. That's been my experience anyway. How did you get um,
0: interested and more in touch with energy work? When you say energy work, that can be very like broad, Um, and it's, it's not a thing like everyone does and everyone does it in a unique way if they do offer it. So what's,
1: what's my style? Yeah. What does that mean when you say (laughs) energy
0: work and how'd you get into that?
1: It kind of started happening by accident. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, when I would start to see clients for therapy sessions, I would start to feel their, um, what they were going through before they came into my office and i actually started to think it was mine so like i would get a migraine or i'd feel super depressed or i would start to have these thoughts that i'm like where is this coming from and then the client would come in and then that would actually be what was presenting and that started happening yeah like i went through a period which i think maybe a lot of people can understand this but like i went through a period of thinking i was going crazy because yeah this isn't mine i don't think and when i started putting the pieces together that I was picking up on what they were, what was happening with them. Then I recognized that and then I started to hone it in more. Like, okay, so if this is happening, how can I bring this into my work? And so, probably over the last four years, I've kind of been honing that skill. So I do intuitive, I call them insight sessions, but they're intuitive sessions where you know, the closest thing I can come up with is Akashic records readings. That's probably like, I just had
0: Corinne Hathaway on oh, and yeah. she, yep. you know, Corinne. So yeah. she, um, yeah. I keep meaning to book a session with her. Yep.
1: Um,
0: yep. so anyway, I just heard about this. Please go on. I'm so yeah. interested.
1: I mean, that's, I don't, I think that's what I'm doing. I mean, it sounds funny to, to say that, but it's the closest thing I've come up with, either that or I'm tapping into their highest aspect, which is hard to tell the difference sometimes. So, um, but yeah, that's actually what lights me up.
0: So real quick, for those of you who haven't listened to that last episode, will you give sure. a little... Um, Synopsis? Yes, of Akashic <laughs> yeah. Records.
1: My understanding of Akashic Records is that we all have uh, records of previous lifetimes. And even when I say previous, it's not really like that because time isn't isn't linear. It's all the ways that our... Sorry. All the ways that our soul have, has experienced itself mm-hmm. and all the different incarnations that we've had. And there are ways that you can tap into that um, for what's most relevant for that person in this lifetime. So that, that's what I found. It's not like you have access to everything, but you ha- you can have access to what's most relevant for that person now.
0: When you started having these senses come to you before a session with a client, when it first started happening... And you started to get into that work. Were you like, oh, my gosh, this has been happening my whole life? Yeah. Or were you like meditation started to really open me up and find that attunement?
1: That's a great question. I think I I had shut it down because it was so overwhelming. Like I've always been sensitive, but mm-hmm. I shut it down like in my teenage years. But when I was little, I remember feeling what other people were feeling and I would just absorb it just like every other empath out there. It's like we just take it on. Stored in our body and think that it's ours, and so um, I started to recognize I've always been feeling it, and how I've been blocking it as well has been, it's been um, that's been an interesting path to try and unblock that again and feel safe to feel that again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So I
0: just had some energy work done with this woman named Laura from the Healing Soul, and it was so it's like, and I say it's like it's so woo woo, but there's something about it that I felt. And I um, she told me she did this thing called muscle testing. And she and she basically started asking me about different ages in my life and even said, I think you've got inherited um, this emotional feeling from from a parent and from your past ancestors. And she's like, let's do some energy work to work on it. And the sensation I had afterwards is I felt really rooted and grounded. And I had initially seen her because I had anxiety. Mm. And I'm like, I just try everything. I just want to see what what you think and she's like I think your anxiety is coming from your dad's side and so I was like okay and afterwards I left the session and I felt like it was a therapy session I gave her a big hug and I was like I don't know if any of this stuff actually works but I feel great and I immediately took the freeway home and I don't drive on the freeway it gives me too much anxiety felt fine now it might have changed the next day but uh I'm like I have another follow-up appointment just to see like how I've been doing and she's going to test my muscles again and see if if anything is going back, but I'm just so intrigued by it all. It's so interesting. And what were you saying when you said um, you started to hone it more and now you do these sessions with your clients that's more energy-focused?
1: Yeah, so basically when I I made this shift, I started having to tell my clients, like, being – more open about what was happening because otherwise I felt like I was at war with myself I felt like I'd be in a therapy session getting all these this information downloads or whatever you want to call them about what's happening and I felt like I couldn't actually tell them what I was because, right. So yeah. I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to come out of the closet as an uh, intuitive because <laughs> like, <I'm just> <laughs> I can't do this. It hurt like in my body. And mm-hmm. I was already doing the yoga therapy with them. I was already into the breath work. So they were kind of used to me being non-traditional therapists. And I'm like, well, okay. here's another layer <laughs> for you. You know, oh like if you want to work with this, like I also can do this. And so my therapy practice really ranges from like what they want. I have clients that come to me just for insight sessions. I have clients that just want to do breath work. I have clients that just want talk therapy. I've
0: like, what, what would like an insight session with
1: you look and feel like? I only do those online right now, like through zoom because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly why yet, but I think it's because there's something about not being in person with them that I actually get more information Really? I th- I'm i not, I'm over, I'm almost overwhelmed in person with, because yeah. they're so in my yeah. field. So if I'm, so that looks like a zoom session and I record it and it's about an hour and it's basically, I, I open the records, I ask for, you know, what their intention is and what they want me to focus on. Okay. Because once I open it, it's like, I have to have a focus or it's overwhelming. So I'm like, hey, what do you want me to look at? And then um, basically you could call it channeling in like I'll just channel it and it comes in and then I we integrate afterwards. And then I usually I encourage them to have a follow up session where we just integrate and it can be through embodiment, yoga therapy, talking. And it can, Yeah. What does integration look like? Well, I let them sit with it for at least a week because a lot of times what people will do is they'll like immediately have more questions because it was so like mind blowing. And I'm like, no, you need to just integrate that. Okay. And then I don't do another insight session for at least a month with somebody like, so a follow up would be, let's talk about what's coming up for you. How can we integrate that into your life? How can we start to like make changes if you want to make changes and what came up and
0: how do people generally respond after a, a session like that? What's the feedback you get?
1: I I mean, this is really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable for me to say, but oh. I have, no, it's good. It's good for me to say it. Like I've only received like, Amazing feedback. I mean, I have. <laughs> that's awesome. I know, and it's it's weird because it's like the one part of me that I've been the har- it's been the hardest to share. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like that's got to be normal, right? Like the part that really shines, it's hard to like let people see it. I don't know.
0: Okay, so how are you working on that? I,
1: I'm on this podcast with you. I don't
0: know. You're being very open right now. Right, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for opening up because I, I am so intrigued. So I'm just shouting 20 questions at you and you're like, oh, whoa, chill. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, okay, let's just take it back a, a little ways. Like, How did you get into yoga? How did you get into yeah. your... Um, you were originally just doing talk therapy. Is that what you said? Yeah. So were, those are two separate paths or were they kind of together?
1: Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I started doing, I went and got my 200 hour like on training through Boise School of Yoga with Kendra Womack, um, like in 2014, like, and I had already been doing therapy for four years at that point. And then that, as you know, it just is like the catalyst for everything else. It's just like the gateway. <laughs> It's to
0: yeah. everything. Teacher training is not the end of your yoga journey. It's the beginning. So exactly. had you been doing yoga like online around town? Nope.
1: I hadn't. You hadn't even really been doing yoga. You're no. just like, let's do training. Well, I okay, let me back up now. That's not true. I've been doing yoga for like a year. And I was okay. like, okay, this is like, I want to do this, you know. And I don't know. It, it just spoke to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what came up for you in the yoga training? Um... In the yoga training, let's see, I I remember recognizing how much healing was happening in my body just from doing the training. And Mm. that was when I started to go, okay, so if I'm receiving all this healing that I've never even received through regular therapy, that's, you know, like, this is beyond what we can talk about logically, and I'm feeling it, then I want to offer that. Um, And so that's when I started researching, like, programs out there that were, like, you know internationally accredited programs that also worked with mental health and actually phoenix rising yoga therapy is only one of maybe two out there of yoga therapy like credentialed programs that cater to mental health and like they work with therapists and help you weave it into your practice and so um um, say say the
0: name of that again phoenix rising yoga therapy phoenix rising yoga therapy so what type of programs do you remember that they have can if i let's say me i don't have a degree in counseling or mental health. Yeah. Anything. And I was curious, could I take a program there?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They just have like a track for mental health therapists and then they have a track for anybody. I mean, anybody could go and become, and they call it IAYT, International Association of Yoga Therapists. You could become an IAYT yoga therapist. It's about a two and a half year program, but you could totally do it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so those people... Obviously, if you're on the mental health track, you've already got
1: multiple credentials. But if you're like, I'm a yoga teacher, but I care about mental health, yeah, that's the place to go because they it's they work with so much so many mental health facets. Even if you're not on the mental health therapy track, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a great way to weave more of the mental health into it because that's their style. They're all about like internal family systems and like talking to your body and the different parts of yourself. It's not necessarily about alignment and Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I
0: really, um, enjoy learning about trauma sensitive yoga and I've been looking at it, taking a program. Um, and I think what's so interesting about it is I had like a little sneak peek of a class. There was a girl in my advanced teacher training who was doing an online course through, oh gosh, I can't even remember the name. I want to say it was like through Johns Hopkins, but that. That might be wrong. Anyway, like very serious course. And so she taught a practice class for us in training about what she'd been learning in her other training. And what really stood out for me is she had said that the teacher stays in one spot and the teacher says everything she's going to do like before she tells it to you. Mm. And she says typically the classes are really small. Um, she'll stay on her mat. And every word that they use is really well thought out. And it's generally used as they'll use words like perhaps you would like to. So you always have the option to not you always have the option to stay you don't have to do anything um, and so every cue yoga cue is just like if you would like to you don't have to and i thought that was so cool she says you don't get up walk around because that that can be traumatic for people to wonder what's going to happen next mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh, yeah. i want more of that
1: yeah well phoenix rising like part of their trauma sensitive approaches asking open-ended questions so it's like you'll have somebody in like a a position in their body that they put themselves in Mm -hmm. and then you ask questions like what's happening now like what are you noticing now and it's it's so open that it allows whatever wants to come up if it's a sound if it's a if it's nothing if it's um another movement it's just very open to be um safer that way are you familiar with the terms like proprioception introception? yeah
0: so I don't did I say it right by the way
1: purpose and interoception
0: yes interoception yeah yeah yeah. so the pro one is about like external sensations or like your physical body sensations and then the internal one is like am I hot am I cold am I hungry am I am I not and I remember learning about this in my advanced training and they're saying that's the first time I like knew why we would ask questions like that in yoga like I knew it felt good, but I didn't know the deeper meaning behind it. And so my training was really encouraging of asking proprioception questions, interoception, interoception. Oh my gosh. Who gave me a podcast? (laughs) And then like, and then there's like a whole other one, which I totally forgot. By the way, I'm not an expert on anything to anyone listening. (laughs) And I was like, oh, so many people come to yoga from all types of backgrounds and they are so disconnected from their body. They don't know if they're hungry. They don't know if they're cold because they're so focused on survival. Yes. And I know for me, I yoga helped me with so much healing, so much trauma healing. And so when I started to be like, I bet I'd like therapy, I went to a couple different therapists and I was like, I didn't like this. I like yoga better. Yeah, totally. And then I kind of felt bad. So I tried to try it a couple times. I'm like, well, maybe I just don't understand how it works or I just have to stick with it long enough. Yeah. But I just kept going back to yoga. <laughs> I
1: think that's you're pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> Most people, I wish they would just do that instead of just go Anyway, yeah, just
0: combine it all, which is what I think is so fascinating about the work you're doing. So I get all your emails. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and I appreciate you sending me the recent mm-hmm. um, email about the workshop that you just did. Yeah. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, so I was telling you about the, lar- the longer program. It's called the Yothera Method, Embody Your, your New Story. And it's a 10-week program. It's a all self-study online, but not everybody wants to take you know, a 10 week program. So I offer these weekend workshops and I'm starting to do them like outside of Boise too, which is fun, but I like to offer them here and it gives people a taste of the Yothera method. And, and um, I just, yeah, people just want to under they want to feel it first and they just want to know what it's about and get a little taster. So that's what I, I do. So can you just tell you about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the Eother method, it's a three phase process. Okay. And um, it's my own modality that I created. And it, it was just kind of like my own little project that I have fun with. And the first um, phase is the mind. And we work with archetypes, defense mechanisms, blind spots, cognitive dissonance. It's basically like breaking down your story their old stories of the mind of like mm. who you think you are and what your ego tells you that you are. And All that. So you have to break that down before you start rewriting the story. So in phase one, we break down the mind stories and we use that as fuel to go into phase two, which is embodiment. And um, we do yoga therapy. We do breath work. We do um, basically working with rewriting that story through the body, though, through the language of the body. And that tends to be not linear it's like sensation it's emotion it smells It's tastes it's its senses it's images in the mind it's all um non-verbal and we rewrite that story and create a new story through the body it's very powerful do you have any examples that you could share without you know
0: invading anyone's privacy about sure. a story that changed yeah. for them
1: oh god yeah let me think if i can um pull from one maybe recently from this last workshop you know uh, I know there's one one woman I can't remember what her old story was but her new story became it was like her new story was as simple as I'm the gift like I am the gift and that was like maybe if she were to write it down that would be the word she would use but the sensation in her body was like warmth in her chest and like open arms. So the position she put herself in was like, you could think of star position. She would like open herself up. Her eyes were closed. She was looking to the heavens and she was imagining like she had, I forgot what it was, like angels and stuff like that that she was imagining. And so, I'm, you know, her new story, it's all about being able to embody it. So, it's not about telling someone a story. It's about, like, how do you live it? How do you feel when you're living your new story? And it, for her, it was like confident that she was the gift. And so, everywhere she went, she knew her value and she was presenting it uh, energe- energetically that yeah. way. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, it's like shifting yourself into your new story it means how you hold yourself in life. It's really ener- energetic. And
0: who would you say these workshops are for these trainings are for everyone everyone
1: yeah I mean I know I, I market the CEU piece because I like to pull in people that need CEUs and I, I like more therapists to get a hold of this because it's needed but it's for anybody it's I've made it accessible for anybody to go through it and uh, CEUs is just continuing education for teachers yeah Um.
0: so when you were developing this how what was the spark where you're like I need to Pull this all together and it's going to start with the mind and archetypes. What's your favorite archetype?
1: (gasps) I like the prostitute. (sighs) I like the (laughs) prostitute too. (laughs) She's amazing. She shows me every time I'm selling myself short, she reminds me, she taps me on the shoulder and goes,
0: you're you're in the shadow okay so
1: someone's listening they're like what the heck are you talking about can
0: you fill us in (laughs) yes so
1: our mind right thinks of prostitute they think of a certain other you know thing like sex work but Mm -hmm. the prostitute archetype is all about like where you're not valuing yourself where you're selling yourself short where you're yeah um basically that and that looks like so many different things and that's the one that shows up a lot for me of like own your value like stop (sighs) not doing that (laughs) That's, I feel like that was a really common one. Is that a really common one? Very common one. But people, because of the word, people don't actually look at it. Oh. They're like,
0: oh, that's not me, right? Is it only not common in psychopaths? Because some people <laughs> I'm like, maybe
1: you should like I agree. take yourself off that pedestal. I, that's the beauty of shadow work is like, we all have it. We're all yeah. the villain. We're all the judge. We're all the victim. We're all of it. And yeah. We are, but we don't want to look at it, so we project it onto everyone else. <laughs> oh my gosh, my mom said something
0: to me once, and it like it shook me. We didn't talk for a long time. I was so angry with her. Oh no. And and then I had this moment where I was like, Oh my god, she's projecting. Yeah. And I was like, She doesn't even know she's projecting, and she thought she was doing some like doing me a favor and letting me know something that she's like, I just I feel like you should know this about yourself, and I was just like, Oh my god, like really oh. and I'm asking my friends I'm asking past exes I'm like am I this person and they're like where is this yeah, coming from who who does that remind you of I'm like my mom and they're like yeah that's called projection I was like shit <laughs> so then a year later I was like we need to have a conversation because I good think there's job. something you need to know that's awesome good for you and she took it so well and it was a really good conversation that's healing wow <laughs>
1: yeah oh my god yeah i like all all the archetypes are great you know Mm -hmm. because you know when you can really own them and see it then you're not it's like a way of unity consciousness too it's like we're not separate we're all working through it so um so with your intuitive stuff like
0: is it for like strangers because i was watching tyler henry's um netflix special life after death who's the hollywood Mm. medium psychic oh yeah And so he says that he will, like, meditate before a session to have things come to him. But sometimes, I mean, when he was little, he wouldn't need to. Just things would come to him. And then he had a focus on controlling it, got into meditation. So for you, does stuff just, like, show up? Do you meditate?
1: If it's, like, someone close to you, you can't because they're too close to you? Yeah, I definitely keep the same boundaries with that as I would, like, a therapy client. Like, I can't. I mean, like I'll have fun with, I have some intuitive friends that we play and we like do readings for each other, but we know it's for fun. But I just, people that I don't know, I'm not in a personal relationship with. And I don't, I mean, you know, I don't meditate beforehand. I just drop in and I trust what, because sometimes there can be, I just need to just let it and flow and not get in the way of it and not even have an agenda or even prep. That's how I work. Know. Mm-hmm. what's your yoga practice like now I go to your classes that, that's right <laughs> yes you do <laughs> I love your classes I'm like okay when's Christina teaching because that's what I want to go to that's I'm, what I like to hear yeah <laughs> I can't I can't do like home practice anymore because I, I I really want community so yes I love yeah. community mm-hmm. so does yoga what does yoga help you with what's like your favorite thing about yoga it uh the reason I love going to hot yoga is because it clears my um water body. Like I feel like energetically it actually gets rid of a lot that I store like in the sweat and all that. So um that's what I I feel like it clears me energetically. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, well I have to ask you, what have you overheard at yoga? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was trying to think of like something lighthearted with this because my work isn't always lighthearted, but so, but this is kind of fun. So I work with inner child work and I had this woman with her eyes closed and we were wrapping up a session and we had been working with her inner child. And, and I think I asked like, if you could give her a voice, what would she say? And she, her eyes were closed and she was still like tuning into her inner child. And she did like, you know, the potty sign like that you do, like when yes. kids have to go to the bathroom yes. or whatever, do a little potty sign with their hands. And she started doing that. And I didn't realize what she was doing. And, and she got, and I said, Okay, what is this? What is she saying? And she goes, she's literally saying I've had to pee this whole time. And if you don't let me go pee right now, I'm going to pee everywhere. And I was like, "Okay, we're ending the session and you can go to the bathroom now. (laughs) It was just like, "Okay, she has my inner child's done. She's done. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. And she's like, I'm sorry, but that's literally what she's saying. I'm like, get up and go.
0: (laughs) I love the honesty, the transparency. That's incredible that you can elicit that that. That vulnerable <laughs> openness to just tell your therapist, like, I'm done, I have to go pee. I
1: know, I'm like, I wish you would have said this earlier. Sorry, you held it. You can
0: take a break, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so people who want to connect with you and find you, you have a retreat coming up, by the way. Please tell us all
1: about that. Well, okay, so, um, we actually are finding a new venue, so oh, it's not going to be, I've been a- there, I've had to do that in oh. the middle of. Fucking a retreat so frustrating Mm -hmm. so yeah so we're finding a new venue so that's it's still happening it's just I don't know when yet in Cozumel okay so because the venue is getting back to us but I am doing one in Sedona in July or end of June so that'll be fun what's the it's a retreat in Sedona it's a it's actually a weekend workshop so it's not technically like a full retreat but yeah that'll be fun I think it's the 26th and 27th um, at the Sun Moon Collective in Sedona Oh, I've never been there. Oh, my God. Yeah, such a vortex, amazing energy. And, and you've been there? Yeah, so it'll be my third time. Um, and I'm actually going to be, like, living down there for the summer, I think. Cool. Which, who does that, lives in Sedona when it's 120? I don't know. I just feel called, so I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> I love your life. Oh. I respect the work that you do. I think you're you know. so... Amazing! I definitely love your vibe and that's why I asked you to come on the podcast. Um, okay, so websites? Yothera.com and JessMyTree.com. Okay, and I'll have all that info in the show notes. Jess, cool. thank you so much. Thank Thanks for you. listening, you guys. Um, okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Please rate and review us. It's a great way to help others find the community. If you found this podcast interesting or valuable please share it with a friend also if you are interested in sponsoring or showing support you can contact me via email it's xtina at gmail.com otherwise please follow on instagram overheard at dot yoga